Podcast. I'm Katie. I'm Hannah. And this is One Kiss Means Forever. This is the podcast that discusses all of your favorite made-for-TV romances, the kind that kind of make you go, oh, who's a good boy? And the others that make you go, no, that's not how we play. (laughs) We talk about these romances that are featured on Hallmark, uh, Netflix, and various other places that just do this stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Hooray! Hooray! So, uh, today we're going to be talking about a little bit of an older movie. Uh, it it aired initially on January 23rd, 2016. Ooh! And it is a Hallmark movie entitled Unleashing Mr. Darcy. <laughs> um, I feel like I need to say just a little something before we um, go into our usual stuff. Hannah and I were discussing this, and I think we decided or agreed that this movie was probably the first time we ever understood this obsession that we've had for years and years and years with Hallmark movies. (laughs) Yeah, but you're right. It it was this movie was the finding of the kindred spirits on this particular subject. It was. It was kind of a magical moment. And we had been friends for many years prior to this. It was like I see you in such a new light. Um, Because you know that Hannah and I, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that we love everything Austin. And so this was just an amazing um, kind of like, oh my God, dear Lord, we need to um, talk about this movie. This movie was also named for, we're not really sure why, the number one Winterfest movie this year when they were replaying everything. And I have so many questions Mm -hmm. about that because... It's not set in winter, is it? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they are wearing coats. Right, but isn't it like... like? But they're in D.C., so one would... I don't... I have but, no the, but then they go to New York. Back and forth. They yeah. go back and forth. They're, at no point are they wearing weather-appropriate clothing for winter in either city. <laughs> anyway, so... Uh, Unleashing Mr. Mr. Darcy. Darcy! Yes. So this is what uh, Hallmark has to say about it. In this modern day spin on Pride and Prejudice, Elizabeth Scott, played by Cindy Busby, is fishing for direction in her life and gets the opportunity to professionally show her cavalier King Charles Spaniel in a fancy New York dog show. No, she doesn't. That's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Dog show judge Donovan Darcy, Ryan Pavey, comes across as aristocratic and rude, and a chain of misunderstandings unfold during the competition, complicating their mutual attraction. In true Jane Austen fashion, Elizabeth and Donovan begin to see the error of their ways, and it turns out Mr. Darcy is far more kind and interesting than Elizabeth ever imagined. I have so many problems with that synopsis, it's just all wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Here we go. This is our synopsis. Elizabeth Scott, played by Cindy Busby, is a great high school history teacher in Washington, D.C. She works at a fancy private school, but is suspended when a parent accuses her of extortion. 
Yeah. Uh, so Grant Markham's son, that's the name of the rich dude, um, was failing her class and he offered uh, Elizabeth money to pass him, which she refused because morals. Um, while she's upset about the suspension, uh, she has entered her Cavalier King Charles Spaniel Bliss into a dog show on a Saturday, which also happens to be her 30th birthday. So it's a busy day for Lizzie. Busy Lizzie. Busy Lizzie. So at the dog show, which is in... Washington, D.C., as far as I know, Um, she meets an old friend of her mother's, Gabrielle, who is also showing a dog. The judge is a man named Donovan Darcy, played by Ryan Pavey. And Elizabeth immediately dislikes him. He does nothing. Yeah. (laughs) More on that. (laughs) Uh, And she is super rude to him. Like, so rude. Super rude. Um... Even when he's relatively friendly back, she is just nasty towards him. (laughs) Later, Elizabeth, her sister Jenna, and Gabrielle run into Donovan again at the restaurant for her birthday. And again, Lizzie is just a bitch to him. Totally unwarranted. Yeah. Hashtag Hallmark Hallmark. But but usually it's two-sided. The side, it's like, it's like... Can you be like a human being yeah. towards this other person? It's it's well, and I know we'll talk yeah, more. Yeah, we'll in. get it. We'll get into it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so Elizabeth's suspension from the school turns into a firing. Uh, it looks like evil has won this round. Damn you, Grant Markham, and your money. Um, but uh, Gabrielle needs a dog handler for her dog Rose in New York, and offers it to Elizabeth for the time being. So Elizabeth moves into Gabrielle's quote-unquote brownstone uh, in New York City, which, of course, happens to be across the street from Donovan's brownstone. And Donovan also has a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel, and she has just had puppies. So very exciting. Um, Donovan invites Gabrielle and Elizabeth to meet the puppies. He's not there when they come over, but his sister Zara, his Aunt Violet, and assumed girlfriend Felicity are all there. So Violet and Felicity immediately act like Elizabeth is out to steal Donovan's heart. I mean, attractive rich man. That's what everybody wants, right? I mean, I guess so. Like, like you're single, so obviously that's what you're doing. Yeah. There is no, like... We don't have to meet you to know that that's what you're doing. It's very weird. Oh, single blonde girl, you must be in line for my boyfriend. (laughs) Sure, just here for puppies. Yeah. Right, I know. That's what, I would be like, no, I'm really here for the puppies. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Jenna, who is Lizzie's sister, needs to come to the city to attend a fashion show for the family bridal shop. So she comes to stay with Gabrielle and Elizabeth a few days early. She attends the first dog show and meets Henry who coincidentally is both Felicity's brother and Donovan's best friend. (laughs) Who'd have thunk it? Uh, They immediately hit it off and start dating. And at the fashion show, Felicity is there looking for a dress with Violet, even though Donovan has not proposed. Gabrielle wants Elizabeth and Donovan together, so she sets about conspiring and sends Elizabeth to get Rose the dog, groomed at the same place and time that Donovan gets his dogs groomed. Sneaky. Yes. They run into each other, Elizabeth and Donovan, and are caught by paparazzi um, as Donovan is 
a big philanthropist, so the tabloids and society pages, you know, care what he's doing and who he's dating. Um, so now there are rumors running around about how they might be an item. Or scoop. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> indeed. <laughs> uh, because of the picture in the paper of Elizabeth and Darcy, the people at the dog show worry that Donovan is not being impartial to Elizabeth as a dog handler. So the second time that she is run out of rich peopleville is based on wrong assumptions and having no power in the situation. I think she even says something along the lines of, it's their world. <laughs> <laughs> so... Them. Yeah. Anyway, so Donovan offers to step aside, step aside and not judge, but they won't have that. It has to be Elizabeth who leaves. So Donovan offers Elizabeth a temporary job playing with the puppies while he and Zara go out of town. So they're starting to get along, and even though Elizabeth is still kind of rude to him, they're, like, being sort of friendly. <laughs> yeah. So Jenna talks Elizabeth into coming to a party in Connecticut with her and Henry. Um, and it's a it's a sleepover party. <laughs> I guess the best way to put it. Like, it's overnight. Turns out that this is a charity gala at Donovan's estate, of course. So Elizabeth offers to leave to avoid issues, but Donovan asks her not to. Zara is clearly team Elizabeth, partially because Zara's needed some homework help, and Elizabeth, being a teacher, has been like, yeah, sure. No problem. I, you know, I do that for a living, sort of, except not right now. Mm. And Felicity shows Elizabeth her true colors by insulting Zara and, and bad-mouthing her um, and accusing Elizabeth of using Zara to get to Donovan, even though that's not what Elizabeth was doing at all. Nope. It was very genuine on her part. Truth. But no, no not genuine person ever sees genuineness in other people. That's true. Yeah. So that night at the ball, <laughs> Donovan admits that he is annoyed at how attractive he finds Elizabeth and asks her to dance. <laughs> it will not do. <laughs> Sorry. It's the kind of thing they would say in this movie. I don't know that they do, but... Well, yeah, but but he does say that. He goes, against my nature and against yeah. my better judgment, I love you. And you're like, uh, thanks, but fuck you. Well, no, but, but in this movie, like, this this will not do yeah. is, is the kind of line that they would say. Like, they, they say true. weird shit they, for 2016. <laughs> I am in agreement with you. They try to keep the Austin language sort of going and it doesn't work out. <laughs> Anyway, um, so Donovan asks, asks Elizabeth to dance, and so during their dance, Grant Markham, the father that got her fired, tries to cut in. Um, Donovan doesn't let him and kicks him out of the party. Uh, turns out that Violet and Felicity invited him to run Elizabeth out, so they did a bad and that was bad. <laughs> so in order to shut everybody up about this whole Grant and Markham situation and this hatred towards Elizabeth, Donovan kisses Elizabeth in front of everybody at the party. It's a power power move. It's kind of awkward. <laughs> <laughs> it's awkward. There is something kind of sexy about it. Yeah, but it also is sort I mean, of I wouldn't want to be in that situation, but as a viewer of a movie, it's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's like, thank you for using your mouth to give me a ringing endorsement. 
yeah. weird. I mean, yeah, like in, in a real life situation, I would have been like, how dare you? Yeah. <laughs> Elizabeth retreats out of the spotlight of the party after that, because she, she is feeling the like, oh my goodness, pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, and later, when Jenna goes to get Elizabeth some food, she overhears Henry and Donovan, again, they are best friends, talking about the kiss. And while it is very clearly Henry telling Donovan that he basically just needs to admit to himself that he likes Elizabeth, uh, Jenna apparently hears only that it meant nothing to Donovan. Uh, She gets Elizabeth up and they prep to leave. And Donovan tries to stop them by admitting that he is in love with Elizabeth. But she is so distrustful of the rich at this point that she does, in fact, leave. My head is spinning. There's so, there's so much. Okay, so back in the city, Elizabeth and Jenna pack up to head back to, to, uh, to D.C. They're in New York, and they're going back to D.C. Donovan has sent a card to Elizabeth, but she won't read it. And Jenna thinks that she's making a mistake, but doesn't talk her out of leaving. So, back in D.C., working at the family bridal shop, Elizabeth is feeling really, really down. Uh, her mom even thinks she should give Donovan a chance. So, this is, I don't know kind of a weird like leave me alone mom yeah (laughs) um so then her old school calls and offers her her job back uh donovan has made a call she turns it down because morals uh, but realizes that donovan is actually a good guy so back at the bridal shop henry has come to be with jenna he's not moved to dc but like you know he's also of the of the rich sort, so he's like, yeah, I just got an, a, a like a a weekend home, <laughs> a pied a terre. Yes, so yay for Henry and Jenna. Uh, he tells Elizabeth that Donovan and Zara went away, and no one knows where they are. Where they are, I believe his terms are they disappeared off the face of the earth or something along those lines. Guys, I just went to New Jersey. It's fine. <laughs> um, for whatever reason, this makes Elizabeth realize that she is definitely in love with Donovan and wants to be with him. So back to New York she goes, leaving apology and love voicemails for Donovan all the way there. <laughs> like little breadcrumb. <laughs> <laughs> so there's still no word from Donovan, but there is a dog show that weekend and Elizabeth enters Bliss, even though Donovan is not judging so she won't get to see him. But at the dog show it turns out that the judge is Donovan. <gasps> Who to thunk? And he's gotten all of his of Elizabeth's messages. He's still in love with her and is very much into the idea of being together. So they kiss, and because one kiss means forever, even though it's not their first kiss, it does mean forever for them. Plus, they got a sequel for a wedding movie, so it's proof. So I don't even know where to start. Um. Okay. So I think. <laughs> Um, kind of along the lines of last episode, um, I hadn't, so we both had seen this movie and, uh, we decided it would be a really good idea to do this movie for our Valentine's episode because not only are, is this episode airing the day before Valentine's Day, it is also, uh, the Westminster Dog Kennel Show is February, was February 11th, so it was a couple of days prior to this episode being released. Yeah, so it's it's sort of like in between and kind of covers both love and dogs. Yes. <laughs> we love dogs, even though we would have cats. But we yeah. like dogs. I do like dogs. Me too. Um, but, uh, so 
Hannah had written the synopsis before I rewatched the movie. So one more time, I did not write a synopsis for myself. I just wrote what the fuck moments. And there are so many of them. Oh, yeah. I um, have like three pages of notes. Um, I think maybe we should go go back to the Hallmark synopsis and just go over what it is yeah. not true about it. Sounds good. To start with. Let's do it. So first of all, like, you can find the Pride and Prejudice parallels, but they're very minimal. So, um, I don't think she's fishing for a direction in life. That's the first thing this synopsis says. She knows she wants to be a teacher. Right. She just gets fired. Yeah. And she, she's, at, like, in the middle of the school year. It's I'm sure it's very hard to get a job as a teacher in, like, February. Yeah. She's kind of in a weird spot, but she wants to be a teacher. She. Like, clearly. Right. Um, but she happens to be good with dogs, so yeah, the dog right. handling and, and she likes falls into She her likes having a dog and doing these dog shows, but it's like a hobby. It's not... She's she's not searching for direction. Uh, she enters her dog in a Washington, D.C. one, a D.C. dog show. She does not enter her dog in a New York dog show at Correct. any point until the very end of the movie. Correct. Um, Donovan Darcy, yeah, he comes across as aristocratic, but rude she's the rude one he's not rude to her. no he's quite nice actually he, i wouldn't say he's nice but, but he is not friendly he's not he's, he's civil he's, he's just a person he's a judge yeah like, that, uh, why would you be friendly like she literally like insults him while he's re- judging her dog and you'd yeah. think that's a terrible <laughs> idea <laughs> it's so bizarre like her her reaction to him is, like, to see him be like, he is too pretty, and I hate him. Mm-hmm. Like, there is no, maybe his personality is good. <laughs> like, maybe I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe I will treat him civilly. There's no civility on her part at all. No, it's really overdone. Yeah. So, uh, then, then we get to, like, misunderstandings and all of that. That's fine. But, like... The premise of this synopsis is just flat out yeah, wrong. Yeah, <laughs> no, they, they, whoever wrote it obviously didn't care. No, um, but it, what's interesting is that this is based, this movie, the story is based on a book. So, which I've never really had the desire to read. No, but, but I, I kind of want to now. <laughs> but I do, I do wonder how close to the book it is, just because, like, if, like, maybe, maybe then the they just took a similar thing to the book synopsis. Oh, maybe. And that's maybe the issue, the problem. I don't I I wouldn't I don't know. I didn't couldn't read it. even tell you and I didn't even think to like look up a, a thing. Yeah. Um one of my what the fuck moments mm-hmm. uh goes along the lines of the whole like pretty thing and when she first is un- mm-hmm. this stupid rude to Darcy. Mm-hmm. So she says so th- this is this is the way it goes down. She's trash talking Darcy, not knowing him at all, and then she, her number is called, and then she's like, "Oops, I gotta go." And she's like sitting down. She's not even waiting in the wings. <laughs> she and so she, she does that more than once. I know. It's like you kind of know when you're gonna go, right? It, I, I, I assume it's in number order. I don't. I, I'm I, sure. There were a few things about the dog shows where I thought, "Is this how they work?" Because I, I I I've honestly never watched the kennel shows no and i don't know like the closest thing i've seen to a dog show is best, best in show, show. <laughs> yeah me too 
Um, so she's late to show her dog for no goddamn reason. And then she bumps into him, mm-hmm. like, literally. Mm-hmm. And then what she does to mock him while he is looking at her dog, she, you know, she mocks him for being too serious. And she ultimately, like, smile babies him by saying, you know, most judges crack a smile. Which is the total opposite of, like, you know... Why don't you smile, girl? You're so yeah. pretty when you smile. And I was like, ew. Yeah, ew. Elizabeth, gross. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, we could talk about this. The, the first time, you and I, originally, the original time both of us watched this movie was together. Mm-hmm. And both of us had the reaction of, oh, I hate her. Yes. <laughs> I just hate her. And I I had forgotten about that until I was rewatching it and being like, she is terrible. Yes, as a character, she's terrible, and I'm and like the actor really leans into like this snarky. Uh, like it's all very one note her hatred, but it doesn't have any motivation whatsoever. Like when they get together at the end, I'm just like, but why does he like her? Yeah, unclear. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> It does not make sense to me. One of those things where it's because it's written in the script. <laughs> um, so uh, let's go through some of our what the fuck moments. Okay. Okay. Um, did you have? Oh, um, so uh, I, this is at one point they when they're like maybe supposed to be flirting, but it's weird um, when he's when she's showing Bliss at the dog show that first time, mm-hmm. he, like, talks about, like, freckles or something. And then, he, and then you know, and she, like, touches her face, and he goes, I was talking about the dog, and my thought was, do dogs get freckles? <laughs> Maybe she's got little spots. I'm not sure. But I would call them spots, not freckles. And if you, if dogs can get freckles, in theory, they would be on their skin, and you wouldn't know. I don't know. <laughs> What a weird thing to say. There was a couple of times where the judging um, of any of the dogs, if you could relate it back to Elizabeth, and that's, uh, there's a moment where where Darcy is saying, uh, you know, she should be tame and obedient, and she should be this and that, and Elizabeth is sort of like, what are you saying? Cause it's, she doesn't say this because it sounds very sexist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, ew, what's going on? And then Mr. Bingley... <laughs> Who is not Mr. Bingley in this story, just a random character named Mr. Bingley, <laughs> reveals that he's he's um he's quoting the Border Terrier breed standards. Um right. and yeah, and, and it's, it's it was just kind of gross. Yes. Um but you could relate it to Elizabeth. Very embarrassing. Yes. yes. Um I also thought that it was very weird that they say a dog's body should be the breath of a man's hands. Ew. Because I was just like, but that's not a standard size. Nope. <laughs> they come in. They come in all the types of sizes. <laughs> what a weird. But both hands and dogs. <laughs> um. So they this this feels like the one of the weirder Hallmark movies because I felt like maybe this comes from the book again. I haven't read it, but there's so many what feel like sexual innuendos in this movie, <laughs> but, like, maybe aren't. Like, they they tried to hide them, or I, I don't know what was happening. Do you have an example? 
Um, Breath of a man's hand. He, yeah, I mean things like that, or the time. So they they do a they do a clear homage to Colin Firth moment. He does come out of a pool, and he's he's not even wearing swim trunks. He's wearing swim briefs. Yum. <laughs> but like you know, it's like very like there's so many points where like she, clearly the character is thinking like holy shit, <laughs> Whew. But I have no qualms sexualizing people in a Hallmark movie because they're very tame. Yeah, but it just but it felt like a weird like. maybe a weird juxtaposition of the two Mm. things because they're not usually that sexy that's true especially (laughs) when these characters have zero sexual chemistry oh god no um i want to talk a little bit about um zara okay um because so she's darcy's younger sister by 16 years i did the math yes which i think is or maybe they did the math i don't know and the i think it's in there, but I think that's about Darcy and Georgiana's yeah um, difference in the book. Um, Why so, was her name Zara? I don't. I don't know. Like I, I don't think that. And and why is it Aunt Violet or Felicity? Yeah. When I think that Catherine and Caroline are totally fine. <laughs> Whatever. So um, at one point, uh, there was just a really stupid moment where Zara is trying to avoid Aunt Violet by covering her face. <laughs> This bothered me so much. So she's trying to avoid it by like doing the, you know, cupping, cupping the side of her face to try and avoid being seen, but she's cupping the wrong side of her face. So like literally it just looks like she's, she's just not doing it right. Like I'm in a room, Aunt Violet is to my left, so I'm going to put up my right hand. So you, she can see me just fine, and I'm right. not hiding anything. <laughs> right, but the people to my right can't see me. No. It's <laughs> so weird. It was really, really stupid. Um, it bothers me every, oh God. Every time. Every time. And then I didn't, I didn't notice this the first time we watched it, but the second time, um, so when Elizabeth and Zara are having like their first kind of moments together, Zara said that Donovan is electrified whenever he talked to Lizzie and at that point in the movie she has seen them literally talk to each other twice (laughs) exchanging no more than maybe two sentences each so unless your brother is really boring (laughs) or he like you read his diary or something (laughs) I I don't know I just thought it was very strange it is more strange than them saying the buildings that they live in are brownstones yeah, well, it was filmed in British Columbia. I did figure that out. Yeah, but they could have easily have just said condo or apartment. You know, they yeah. don't have to say brownstone when it's totally not a brownstone. <laughs> and they have like a, there was a newsletter that the the the, the friend what's her name? Um, oh gosh, uh, Gabrielle. Mm-hmm. Um, they were she was reading the brownstone gossip newsletter. <laughs> I missed that. Yeah. Maybe it was the name of their apartment complex. It's just called the Brownstones. Who knows? Um, Another thing they did is, uh, so they get their picture in the paper, like, because they're at, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, they're in the same place together, so obviously they're in love. Um, Uh Yeah. Kind of pictures, it's like, okay, what, like, what? Um, It doesn't actually make any sense. Um, But 
I can't remember who says it, but one of them says, are you too cavalier about the photo in the paper? And and I was like, "Is are you making a pun about your dogs? Oh, I, I didn't don't know. Is that, was, did you do that intentionally? Like, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I want, I really want to talk about this party, this gala okay. that I go to, because it is all of the batshit things in one yeah. place. Because, okay, so it's a, it's an overnight gala, which, what is that? Uh, and they keep saying, like, the more the merrier, but it's not a hotel. Like, there are a limited amount of rooms. And we do see it from the outside. It doesn't look that big. No. So, like, how do they have enough room for just, like, random extra people to show up last minute. No idea. That part makes no sense. And there's, like, a weird number of people everywhere. Like, there's not... A, it doesn't ever seem like there's a lot of people. Like, you can kind of tell that maybe they were like, we don't want to pay more extras for this. <laughs> um, but then, what I really, really want to talk about is this overheard conversation. Because it makes no sense. So break it down. Okay. Break it down for us. So... Uh, Jenna is overhearing this, and one, it is Henry and Donovan talking about this kiss, and Donovan being like, I only kissed her for, shut up, like, and she bothers me. And every single point he makes, Henry has a comeback that's like, no, it's because you think she's beautiful, because you're fascinated by her. And you would think that since it's sort of overlapping dialogue, Jenna is also hearing that part. Yeah. But she acts as if she didn't. She just hears Donovan's terrible things. Right. Sort and, of. Right. So it's like, even running up the stairs, in theory, she could hear them because they're under the stairs. It just makes no sense. But then, like, then we, and whatever Darcy is saying, it doesn't seem to warrant the reaction of later, like, Elizabeth, Elizabeth, get up, wake up right now, we have to leave, sort of thing. Like, it was just a very odd... To tell you the truth, at, the, at this point when I was watching the movie, I was also starting to pack my bag for my vacation. <laughs> um, so I was sort of like running over when I heard something ridiculous and making a note about it. So I was only half watching. But, oh my god, this, this scene, I, I, okay, I will admit to owning this movie. Um, <laughs> because I keep trying to delete it off my computer and then being like, I kind of want to keep it. Um... But, oh my god. I So so every once in a while I'll be like, maybe I'll figure it out this time. And I'll go rewatch that scene just to be like, does it make more sense today? Oh my god, And gosh. it never has. And thank goodness. <laughs> because if it does ever, then what will that say about our faculties? Um, oh. And I think the main moral of this story, at least when it comes to Lizzie, um, for me is... I th- I, I think it was three times, maybe four times, that Lizzie is talking about somebody, and whoever she is talking about is literally right behind her. <laughs> right, it's, she needs to she needs to learn to check her surroundings better. <laughs> she really does. It was that old trope of 
she's standing right behind me, isn't she? But it, that was never said in this movie. <laughs> it just happens so often. Um, she's dumb. I'm sorry, Elizabeth. You're basic. Oh, also about the, the scene that confuses Helen out of me. I forgot. Um, Jenna and Lizzie have essentially the same conversation that that Henry and Donovan do, <laughs> like, a minute before. Oh, God. Hypocrisy. Yeah, it's just very... Ugh. Hallmark uh, hallmarks? Sure. Um, so, uh, I think... I don't have too many, actually. I, I don't have too many, um, but there's the initial antagonism. Yes. I that, said most unwarded antagonism in the history of antagonism. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It's... It, it upset me. Very much so. Yeah. Um, I have uh, a, a bitchy rival for love. Um, there is a part where she literally falls into his arms. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have that there is a supporting love story uh, with Jenna and Henry. Um, and there's other people are too interested in their love lives. Yes. Like, Gabrielle is basically playing weirdo matchmaker. Yeah. Like, well, I have something to say about that. Okay. Too, later. Okay. And um, then um, left too early after overhearing something possibly terrible. Yep. Yep. And that's all I have. Yep. That's that's all I have, too. Pretty Parade? Um, yeah. So I have a few. Cool. Uh, the first one, the most important one, in my opinion. Puppies! That's what I have. <laughs> I have puppies, too. They're puppies, and they're adorable, and they needed to be on screen more. Yes, more puppies. More puppies. Um, there were chandeliers at this gala. Mm-hmm. You know how I feel about that. Um, and then I really liked what Jenna wore to the gala. Not Elizabeth, but Jenna. Jenna mm. was wearing this like silvery gray mm, dress yeah. with like this leafy design. Mm-hmm. It was pretty. Um, there was a stained glass door up or like window above the greenhouse at. at I don't think they called it Pemberley, but it might as it was. Pemberley. It might as well have been Pemberley. Um, that I liked a lot. Um, and I did put in uh, a wet Ryan Pavey. I, I didn't, Pavey but Pavey's I wanted to. Um, and just because, in case you're wondering, I did count the coats. There are three of them. All of them are brown. There is just a long coat, a leather coat, and a medium-length coat. <laughs> there you go. It's very boring. Again, why is this winter? doesn't seem like winter i don't they needed a a something to to film who knows yeah (sighs) so i don't have anything new and noteworthy uh i didn't either but i have my across the austin universe list do you have any across the universes i do okay do you want me to go first or do you want to go first i think yours is yours is not an austin thing right it's It's not an austin so yours is probably more exciting so let me blow through this austin list um so uh Darcy does refer, say something about fine eyes, which is huge. It's about the dog slash Elizabeth. Um, the woman, Gabrielle, who hires her to be the handler, um, and apparently Lizzie calls auntie, to me, is her aunt Gardner um, in this whole story. So. Definitely. And her dog's name are Rose and Blossom. So I thought that was cute. That this is like a gardener. <laughs> And she's got these things. Um, and she also lives close to Darcy, just like her Aunt Gardner mm-hmm. did um, in Lambton. Um, uh, loud, boisterous, uncouth mama. Uh, she's very embarrassing at the diner. Um, they do they use the line, my good opinion once lost is lost forever, <laughs> which is nice. Um, 
there has oh of Felicity saying that there has always been an understanding between our families. Yeah, uh, which was an Aunt Violet, uh, like Lady Catherine de Bourgh yeah. sort of thing. Yep. Um, there isn't even a moment where the Lady Catherine Aunt Violet says basically says stay away from my nephew. Um, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Darcy coming out of the pool mm-hmm. in his beautifulness. And this isn't Pride and Prejudice, but the high school that she taught at was called Weston High, which was an Emma, is an Emma um, yeah. thing. That's so true. That's it. Okay. So My Across the Universe is, uh, it, it did take me until this viewing to figure it out. Um, and then I looked it up. Uh, but um, Rosie the dog is my across the universe. Okay. Um, she is not a King Charles Spaniel. She is something else. Okay. She's a terrier or something. I don't know. But this dog is in so many Hallmark movies. Is it like the actual same dog? Yes. What? This is a dog named Gidget. <laughs> Um, and the, I guarantee you, you've seen some of these. Probably. Um, What's happening? So, so this, so Gidget plays Rosie the dog. Um, this dog was in was was the evil dog who wasn't actually evil in Eat, Play, Love, starring Jen Lilly. Oh my gosh. Uh, this was the dog that gets adopted in uh, Four Christmases and a Wedding. Uh, this was Vincent in The Art of Us, <laughs> which is that Taylor Cole movie. Oh my, oh my god, the one I really couldn't get through. I thought you did get through that no. one. No. I think finally I went back where, to where watch it. Where he pretends to be like the grandson of Vincent Van Gogh. Yeah. Or something. Oh, okay. I, I think I tried to watch it and then I only watched the end of it because it happened to be on before something okay. I wanted to watch. Okay. Um, uh, it is the dog Gidget in Walking the Dog. <laughs> <laughs> What's that one? Uh, that is a Sam Page, uh, two lawyers fighting against each other and also falling falling in love about like bike lanes in a small town. No. <laughs> Why have I seen every single one of these movies? You ask. I don't know. <laughs> um, and uh, it was the dog in picture per- Perfect Christmas. Uh, that her grandmother had just adopted. Oh my goodness. Uh, it was a dog in uh, Christmas in Evergreen Tidings of Joy, which is the one I didn't see. And it was also Romeo in Mr. 365 on Passion Flicks. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, I was just... Good for you, Gidget. So, so Gidget... Gidget is uh, is making the rounds on the the love... It, it's the dog of love. Did... did you find all that out on IMDb? I did. The dog but, has an IMDb page. The dog has an IMDb page. That makes sense. But I will say, my note says, Rosie the dog is the same dog from E Play Love, I think, was my note. And then I looked it up. Oh my god. So I actually Hannah. did, in fact, notice the difference. <laughs> or the, the, the fact that it was the same dog. This is what Across <laughs> the Universe was made for. I am in awe of you. Well, I don't have any supporting shout outs. Uh, no, me either. I don't even think the dogs deserved it. I just, yeah, there is no <laughs> shouting out about this. The only shouting I was doing was at the screen yeah. pretty much the whole time. Yeah. Oh, um, the one other thing I think we should touch on is the language of this movie, which we've kind of talked about a little bit. But just, like, the fact that they use certain words. Donovan says that they are well-suited. Which feels very aus- 
Austin-tonian? Ostentatious. Austin. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. Austin-esque. Uh, she says that he is a divine dancer. And then the one that drives me bonkers is at the end of the movie when they are in public declaring their love for each other, which is terrible. Gross. He says I something along the lines of, like, I received all your messages of love. You've, you were very contrite. And she goes, yes, they're very contrite. And I was like, no, that is a word that you would be sitting there being like, that's what came out of your mouth? Hmm. For both of them to be like, yep, contrite is the word I want to use. It's just like, no. We're going back to the Friends episode where Joey finds the thesaurus. <laughs> yeah. Like, and it's like, what's a word for apologetic? And I just keep thinking like, no, no one in their right mind would say that normally. Nope. In 2016. Maybe was they're both pretentious snobs. Yeah. They're both sad. proud and prejudiced. <laughs> they deserve each other. <laughs> they're well suited. <laughs> All right. So uh, I guess we should go into Kiss Meter. Oh, my goodness. I think you should go first. Okay. So for both of them, I landed on that the kiss... So there were two. Yeah. There was the... I rated two both. There, there well. was the, the party kiss and then the final kiss. And for both of them, the kisses were fine. Maybe in the, like, seven-ish range, they were fine. Okay. So I think the first one was sexier. So it's a little bit higher for that. hmm So the second one, um, like, so if, if, if they're both baseline seven... The, the first one gets a seven and a half for the lead-in being a little bit sexy, even though it's also a little rapey. But, but oh. we're, we're forgiving it for... Oh, my God. <laughs> well, it, it, we, I mean, it was just a little, you know, it's a little non-consensual. But, right. But it was also a little hot, and it was sort of like, okay. Um, the second one gets a six because the line preceding the kiss is so cringeworthy he says something like, it's hard to tell when a, like, to, how to sweep you off your feet or something. And she says, consider me swept. Which is maybe the unsexiest thing I've ever heard. So, regardless of how okay the kiss was, it's like, you just go, hmm. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I was actually a little nicer I, I scored them high okay. because I was looking at the contact more okay. than than anything. Um, so this is, I'm just going to read you what I wrote just to be concise. Uh, so the party kiss, I gave a nine oh. because honestly, it really looked very yummy, mm-hmm. but I didn't want give to give it a 10 due to it being public and also a very terrible lead up because... She wasn't consenting, and I don't understand why they like each other at all. <laughs> no, because they they should not like each other. No, there's no reason. I do not see a love story. I no. see. I, I think I, I I can fabricate one for her liking him. Yeah, he's pretty, and he's also genuinely like not mean to her. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, like she's just. She's nasty to him. And she's annoying as fuck. And, yeah. And, and really nasty. Um, like, like, I don't know why he would ever 
like yeah she's self-involved yeah she's snotty she thinks that she's right all the time she's um she's self-righteous like it, it, it right she is just she's so clearly everyone is out to get me you're I, rich you're so rich you so you are also out to get me mm-hmm. and i will never you know you will never think i'm good enough so i um clearly better than mm-hmm what is not unlike Lizzie in the books, just she was civil yeah. about things, you know? Right. And and there was, the, and uh, I mean, the thing is this the timing of this movie. Lizzie had time to go all the way from what I guess is the equivalent of the party kiss to then fall in love with him after that. Right? Is that what? Do you think that the party kiss is Pemberley? Well, it gets a little convoluted. Where- I think I don't think there's an equivalent of the party kiss, to be honest. No, I, I was trying to I was trying to come up with the what's the equivalent of the I I want you to marry me, and then the letter. There was a t- there was a moment before, and I can't quite remember where Lizzie was having a freak out of sp- about something, and that was actually in my Austin list, but I didn't mention oh. it. She was freaking out about something, and I. Maybe it was being fired, but and he was there to sort of pick up a little bit of the pieces. So, but that occurred well before the quote unquote Pemberley. Uh, that's when it, it's it's about the the paper and them being seen together. So he wants to. There was so, something else. So though. he took her to like a museum. Oh, I don't know. Like a secret room in a museum. That's. And they had cake, except it wasn't cake. It was macaroons, and that also really bothered me. I am blanking on that scene. <laughs> I do not remember that. At um, all. Yeah, like uh, he like stops her outside and she's like, I don't want to be seen with you because there'll be more rumors or something. And he's and like, she, let them talk. No. Just kidding. And then he was like, well, I, I like know somebody like a place we can go that like isn't your house, isn't my house. Oh, by the way, they have this painting. Of Queen Victoria and her King Charles. Oh, I do remember that because she had taught. um, And she was like, (gasps) I forget what the dog's name was. Duke or something. Daisy. Ganymede. (laughs) I want to say it ended in a Y, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, I haven't gotten my second kiss yet. (laughs) (laughs) We went off on a major tangent. Major tangent. Sorry about that. Um... I guess it doesn't really mean anything now. Um, I gave it an eight um, because, again, it still looked yummy, but it was inappropriate. <laughs> I just love the fact that the final kiss in a Hallmark movie was inappropriate. Well, so let's <laughs> let's spell it out. She's at the dog show, and he's the fucking judge, and then he just, like, makes out with her, and that is inappropriate. That is not professional. And it's public, and it looks awkward because he's kissing her, and her hand is, like, straight down by her side because she's holding Bliss's leash, so she can't even, like, engage with him. But it still looked very tasty, so I gave it an eight. And then the other thing that just bothers me on just a very basic level is the fact that uh, they do their terrible declarations and kiss, and everyone claps. Gross. (laughs) That is the height of grotitude. It's so icky. It's so icky and not, oh God. I would feel embarrassed if like 
I kissed Billy and people started to applaud, I would be like, what is wrong with you? What about at your wedding? Uh, okay, that is on cue. Like, <laughs> you were supposed to. Like, a kiss at the wedding is when you was, you know, I do, I do. You may now kiss the bride. Hooray! That is a big studio blinking sign that says applause. But, like, if I were, like, on the subway platform. Oh, and, yeah, no, and, that like, would be not okay. kissing Billy and people started clapping, which is kind of the equivalent of this. Like, <laughs> you know, it's not like everyone is hearing my conversation because right. it's not a movie and they're not in a close-up. Right. But, like, that's just, that would be really, like, oh, my God, stop. All right, so, Hannah, would you watch this? Okay, as someone who has seen this movie now in full two whole times, no, but I also own it, and I haven't been able to delete it off my computer. (laughs) What a strange conundrum. I know. I feel so, it's like a movie that makes me feel icky, but I still keep it. So, I I said, um, I know that I asked for us to do this, because I thought it was fitting. It is fitting. But this movie was way worse the second watch. Um, but I, I would say, <laughs> I would actually say, yes, I would watch it if you are really in the mood to play a drinking game. It, like, it is a pretty good... Uh, I want to play a drinking game and yeah, kind of movie. In the, it's kind of the same in the way that you enjoy watching The Room. Yes. You would enjoy is, watching yeah. Unleashing Mr. Darcy. Yeah. For um, sure. It, I mean, I yeah. That's, 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 that's the reason I would watch it is if I'm feeling particularly masochistic. <laughs> um, with sick, g- drunken glee. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Some might take all of that and say, okay, so no. But... <laughs> There, there's a place for a movie like this. Yeah. And and that, that's it. I, I gotcha. So thanks, guys. Thanks. Thanks for listening and continuing to listen. Um, this is always a pleasure. Yes. We always have fun, and we're always so happy when we look at our numbers and see that you guys are also listening to us. And that, that makes us so happy. So happy. <laughs> um, so you can uh, get in touch with us via the tweeter. Tweet us on Facebook. Um, <laughs> uh, we are at One Kiss Means Forever. Uh, one and four are the are numerical. Um, follow us on sometimes premiere nights where we live tweet up a storm. Yeah. Um, we are the same, and that is also at uh, One Kiss Means Forever numerals on Instagram as well. Yes, uh, and you can uh, send us an email if you'd want, if you'd like to, uh, at One Kiss Means Forever, all spelled out. Uh, just like in your podcast feeds, uh, at gmail.com. And remember to leave us a rating and review on whatever method you listen to podcasts, uh, because I feel like they all have those now. Yeah. And thank you to Flint Pastors for our intro-outro music, and you can find his stuff on Spotify and SoundCloud. Hooray! Hooray! Bye! Snark, 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 and now we're kissing.